Hello, everyone listening. My name is Jamie Cox, and this is Bullseye View. Bullseye View is produced by Out of Their League, my sports media company. This podcast will be focused on all things sports with a few of my very biased sports opinions. Can't say I didn't warn you. So let's settle in for my Bullseye View. All right. Well, we are back uh, to talk about the craziness that happened in the NCAA tournament. Um, Since this is really the last podcast that we'll be talking about college basketball for a while, uh, we're going to get into the other stuff first and then um, cover what's been happening in the big dance. So um, Kyrie Irving is officially going to be playing back at home. They finally lifted the mandates, vaccine mandates in New York. So he's going to be, Uh, playing again for the Nets. I'm sure they're very excited considering how much money they're paying him to not be at the games. Um, So he's going to be back. Um, The Celtics lost Robert Williams. Uh, They think it's a meniscus tear, so he is likely going to be out for at least a few weeks, probably at least two months. So hopefully they can get him healthy. He's their anchor on defense, and they were trending upwards in the East. They're they're at the top right now, and if they want a chance to try and get out of that side, they are definitely going to need him back. Um, so if they don't want a second-round exit, he's definitely going to have to rehab like crazy and get back as soon as possible. Um, that's pretty much it for basketball, uh, NBA Uh, It's going to start heating up in the next few weeks as uh, the playoffs start. Um, So looking forward to that. Uh, The Cowboys are being disappointing per the usual. Um, Haven't really done as many free agency moves as I would like. Uh, We are going to have to try to get some veteran interior help on the O-line. We need to try and trade for somebody, sign sign a free agent free agent, do something because we need a lot of help on that O-line and I would prefer not to draft somebody and expect them to come out and play well their very first year. So veterans would be very helpful. Um, pretty much every other team is is doing what they need to do to, uh, to get what they need. Um, the Bills are going to be pretty hard to beat. Uh, as we talked about last week, the AFC West is full to the brim with talent. Um, Tyreek Hill got traded to the Dolphins, which I think was a huge surprise to most. Um, it was for a lot of draft picks. Um, so he's a next level talent. He's, he's probably the fastest guy in the NFL, but they gave up a lot of draft picks, the Dolphins did. So we'll see how it plays out for them. Um, there are also rumors about Tom Brady going to the Dolphins. I don't really take a lot of um, truth to that. He's a Super Bowl winner, so why would he go to Miami? I, that that franchise is not going to be winning a Super Bowl anytime soon. So it would definitely be a step down for him. I don't see him actually making that move, but it would be good TV to see him go visit the Patriots every year. Um, 
but we'll see about all of that. Um, a lot of free agency moves left to be made. Um, a lot of teams are reloading, um, besides the Cowboys, obviously. And that's pretty much it for the NFL. We're going to see a lot more coming up as the draft nears. Um, baseball is basically picking up where it left off. Uh, we're getting a lot of trades, and people are getting ready to um, to see what uh, spring training is all about, what these guys have in them, and uh, see how the season's going to play out. So we're looking forward to that. But now that we've covered all of that, we can focus on college basketball because that's pretty much had the world's attention for the last few weeks. Anyway, um, the Sweet 16 kicked off um, last Thursday, and it had everything that I think most people wanted. Um, Gonzaga played Arkansas. Coming into that game, I don't think anyone thought that Arkansas had a chance. But they did the exact right thing. They had a game plan. They were able to um, get Holmgren in foul trouble. He ended up fouling out. Um, they had an answer for Timmy, and they just kept at it. And they, they earned a spot in the Elite Eight for sure. Um, as the only SEC team, I don't think anybody really saw that coming. But they definitely did earn it. Um, Duke beat Texas Tech. Uh, that was really close game. I'm sure everybody expected that. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised with Duke and how they just came out. They, they played really good basketball. They, they switched it to zone when we started to get behind, um, and it was the right choice and we were able to get some stops. Our offense showed up and Bancaro was Caro. I mean, he had a fantastic game. He's really coming into his own in this tournament, and we won by five. So it was a huge win to get to the Elite Eight. UNC versus UCLA. Um, I was really hoping that the Bruins were going to take care of the Tar Heels, but that did not happen. Uh, they lost by seven um, to send UNC to the Elite Eight. Uh, in that region, St. Peter's had one more upset in them. Uh, they beat Purdue. Um, I was very surprised. I didn't, I mean, we were all surprised to see St. Peter's in the round of 32. So, of course, we were surprised to see him win in the Sweet 16. But they played a good game. Doug Edder showed showed him who's boss. Uh, and, and they took care of business. They won 67-64. Uh, and first 15 seed to ever reach the Elite Eight, and they deserved it. Um, I will be very interested to see how things play out for um, Holloway coming out of this. I, I would not be surprised to see him get coaching offers other places. But that he earned that spot in the Elite Eight. Um, Houston played Arizona. Another upset happened. I think everybody thought Arizona was going to win, um, but – Houston showed out. They they did a good job. They won. Honestly, they won big. They won by 12. Um, and Arizona just didn't come out and play. I They, they did not look great. Um, and Houston is, they may be smaller than Arizona. Arizona was obviously had a size advantage. But 
Houston came out. They, they're super athletic, and they took care of business. Uh, same thing with Villanova. They beat Michigan by eight. Um, I Pretty much everyone expected that, I think. Michigan kind of came back to earth. I don't think anyone really expected them to be one of the last Big Ten teams in. Um, but they did well to get to the Sweet 16, and Villanova really played their heart out. Um, and, and they advanced to the early day. Uh, Kansas beat Providence. Kansas was up big and looked like it was going to be kind of cut dried easy. And then Providence started fighting back, but it just wasn't enough. They ended up winning by five and sent them to the elite eight. Uh, and then the least exciting matchup, but probably most exciting because these teams had nothing to lose was Miami versus Iowa state, a 10 versus an 11. Um, nobody expected to see that in the sweet 16, but Miami took care of business. They won by 14, um, and sent three teams from the ACC to the elite eight. So all I'm saying is an ACC's down year is pretty much every other conference's dream. Um, but ended up being Duke, Arkansas, UNC, St. Peter's, Villanova, Houston, Kansas, and Miami as the final eight standing. Uh, and those games were just as good as the Sweet 16. Um, Duke versus Arkansas was a great game. Duke, honestly, there wasn't ever really a huge question. Like, I obviously had doubts going into it. I didn't know when Duke was going to show its age. Um, but it, it wasn't then. They did, they did not, um, really falter. They, Trevor Keels hit a huge three. Um, we were only going to be up by seven at half. Mark Williams got a dunk, and then Keels hit a three, and we ended up going up by 12 to take it to halftime, and we just – we never really let up. They they did get back within, I think, five in the second half, and I started to get a little bit nervous, but Coach K just sat him down and did what he does best. He had a coaching masterpiece, and we ended up winning by nine um, to send us to the Final Four in Coach K's last season, so – it was a great win. Um, I won't lie. I added Final Four tickets to my uh, cart. Sadly, I am not rich. So if you want to hear more about like live events, you guys should pay me to do this podcast so I can afford to go see the Final Four in person next time. Just, just a tip. Um, but UNC played St. Peter's. Um, all I'm saying is I don't really want to hear anyone say that Duke got the easiest road to the Final Four because UNC played a joke of a nine seed in Marquette. They played the weakest one seed in Baylor, and they almost lost. And then they played UCLA. I mean, UCLA was definitely their hardest win, but still. And then they got to play the Peacocks to go to the Final Four. Now, St. Peter's was magical this season, I'm not going to lie to you, but UNC ended up winning by 20. They had a huge size advantage. They were bigger all across the board. And honestly, watching that game, it literally looked like there was a lid on St. Peter's basket. Like, the NCAA scripted a Duke-UNC matchup. Like, it it was unbelievable how badly they shot. Um, so, they ended up, UNC ended up winning that game. 
Villanova faced Houston. Um, they ended up winning by six, but it was a low-scoring game. It, it, this was a defensive masterpiece because these guys – they were locking it down. Um, Villanova did end up winning by six, but they did get hurt. Um, Moore tore his Achilles, and it is definitely going to be detrimental to their chances in the Final Four. Um, so they are they are in the Final Four, but it's going to take a lot to win without him. Um, and then the last Elite Eight game was Kansas versus Miami. Kansas won by 26. It's never really in question. Um, Bill Self did what he needed to do. Um, Kansas essentially is trying to avenge. They When the tournament got canceled in 2020, they were probably going to be national champions that year, so they feel like this is, this is the year to make up for it, and they looked it against Miami. They looked great. Um, so the Final Four is set for Saturday. Uh, it's going to be Kansas versus Villanova. Kansas is favored by four and a half. Uh, like I said, I just I don't see Villanova pulling that out. I mean, they could. They've they've got really talented players. Jay Wright's awesome, um, and they've done it before. But I just see Kansas winning that game. Um, and then you have probably the biggest college basketball game that you'll ever see um duke versus unc in the final four for a spot in the national championship now this is obviously the best rivalry in sports i'm not going to get into that people that debate it obviously don't really watch sports um but for a trip to the national championship in coach k's final season to play UNC after what happened in Cameron Indoor a few weeks ago, it's it's Hollywood script level perfect. So I'm not saying that's what I wanted because I absolutely would rather be playing the Peacocks on Saturday night. Um, but I'm not scared of UNC. Um, I I don't know what I w- if we lose. You probably won't be able to find me for a while. I'll probably, like, jump off a bridge or, like, go change my name and move somewhere so that no one talks to me um, because I will be devastated. But this is a different Duke team than lost to them in Cameron Indoor. Um, Yes, there is a lot of pressure on this game, but somehow that game felt like it was more pressure there were all the old players there. There were people following them around all week, wanting to see how, how it went. I just don't – I don't see them being as stressed out. Um, it's an away game, obviously, this year. An away game is all we need to turn up the heat. Um, and as long as we do the most important thing, a.k.a. guard Brady Manic, then – I don't see why we lose this game. We're we're way more talented. Coach K is better than Hubert Davis. And I just – I this team has shocked me every game they've played in this tournament, and I don't know why they don't do it again. I don't – I think that they will come out and play their best basketball, and I think that we win. Um, 
Duke is favored by four. Um, it's a lot of points. But, I mean, I see us being able to handle business. Um, but, I mean, this is like – obviously, it's not like David and Goliath because it's like David versus a crappier David, obviously. Uh, crappier David is UNC. Um, but because this is the biggest rivalry and I obviously have a lot of hate and animosity in my heart and soul for UNC – um, and this is the biggest UNC hate week of my entire life. I'm going to go through and tell y'all the top 10 reasons I hate UNC. Now, I'm going to, I shortened it to 10 because I felt like 100 was going to take too long. Um, but y'all know there there's easily 100 reasons I hate these losers. But we'll start from the top 10 their um, home stadium, Dean Dome, stupid name, um, after that. And it's huge. I mean, I get, like, stadiums are bigger nowadays. But, like, Cameron, it's just, it's so much better. Like, the Dean Dome sucks. Um, after that, every person has to bring up Jordan. I get it. You don't have any other people to bring up. But it's unnecessary to bring him up constantly. And the amount of Jordan UNC jerseys I see and then you like walk up to them and say something and they're like, oh, I'm not a UNC fan. This is just fashion. Like you're you're the worst. Um, so that's annoying. Um, number eight, they have like – very little NBA success besides Jordan. They want to pretend like Duke is the one that never has any talent in the NBA um, just because they had one of the best college basketball or one of the best basketball players ever play for them. But let's face it, who, who after him from UNC is fantastic? Nobody. But we have, I mean, too many to count. I'm not going to get into it. I get more mad every time I talk about it. But AKA UNC sucks in the NBA. Um, number seven, they're constantly overrated and overhyped. They open up every season at the top of the rankings, and everybody's always like, oh, they're going to be great this year. You know what? They are average a lot of the time. Uh, number six is Roy Williams. He, I mean, really, what else is there to be said? He's a cheater that's already been confirmed that they were faking academic classes. He definitely okayed that stuff. So you can say what you want, but he is a cheater. Um, and I hate his face. Uh, number five, their colors. I mean, baby blue. Are we in a nursery? I mean, this is, they are the least intimidating colors in college sports. I mean, what, you see somebody in baby blue and you're going to be scared of them? Like, no, y'all are pathetic. Okay, four, when we went to the Dean Dome and beat them by 20, all the, stu the student section was shouting, F Coach K, um, he's the greatest college basketball in history. Have a little bit of respect. Uh, I know that you will never understand what it's like to have a coach that has that level of success, but don't don't let your jealousy show like that. Number three, ruined our last game in Cameron. 
Um, I will never forgive them for this. Um, I will hate them for the rest of time. Um, and that's that's pretty much it for that. There's not really an explanation needed. It was it was a it was a heartbreaker. Um, two is just going to be a list of my most hated UNC players. Um, Luke May hated that guy. Every single time I saw him, I was I I wondered how he had another year of eligibility, and I I can't stand him. Bryce Johnson, loser. Also felt like he had a million years of eligibility. And I literally can't, like, fat Like, the picture, there's a picture of him, like, crying when we beat them um, in the ACC tournament. And it 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 was my screensaver there for a while. It was, it was awesome. Uh, Marcus Page, loser. Um, everyone talks about that three-pointer he hit against Villanova. He's a loser, and he did nothing in the NBA. Um, and he looks like a, fi- a fifth grader. He's gross. Harrison Barnes, hate him. There's a picture of him in Cameron Indoor with, like, all the crazies behind him, like, taunting him. And he just, like, stands alone in it. And it's an awesome picture. And I wish it was a picture of them, like, hitting him. But I digress. Um, now, the rest of them... Pretty much like the starting lineup right now. I hate all of them. Um, I don't like Leaky Black. What kind of name is that? Um, Davis is annoying. He literally couldn't do anything in the start of the season. Caleb Love. Everybody talks like, I read an article that was like, oh, he could be MOP of the final four. Are you kidding me? This guy is so wishy-washy. He's inconsistent. I honestly don't even know how he's a starter half the time. He either looks fantastic or like he shouldn't even be playing at the Y. There is no in-between. Um, so he sucks. Baycott, super annoying. Hate his face. Hate his stupid ponytail. Like on the top of his head, I, ha- I hate him. He's so annoying. He whines about every call. And I personally hope that someone hits him in the face on Saturday. But whatever. Um, Brady Manick. He's now officially on my list. Um, I don't know why we can't guard him. He's so ugly. I was watching the other the St. Peter's game. He doesn't close his mouth. Like, I did not see his mouth closed the entire time. Uh, so that was super annoying, and he's ugly. Um, and I just don't understand, like, how people can't have an answer for him. Like, he literally is so unathletic. Like, you look at him running down the court, and you're like, who is whose dad is that? But still, he lights it up from three. And I'm just like, can somebody guard him? Like, I don't understand. And obviously, top of my list, Tyler Hansborough. He should be the most hated college basketball player of all time. He is the worst. He's a crybaby. And the um, game where Gerald Henderson broke his nose, top five best days of my life. Um, Right after, like, my wedding. Like, just, it was awesome. Um, and I will watch it before the game starts on Saturday to hype me up because it's fantastic. Um, and the number one reason I hate UNC is their fans. They are so annoying. They have to come up to you. If that if you're wearing a Duke shirt, they have to come up to you and start talking trash. Like, you, you guys are the worst. Like, if you're a UNC fan... 
why? Like, why are you? Like, do you have any real reasons? Because, like, your college sucks. It's the lesser version of Duke in every way. Your players suck. You you can't do anything. I just, I really can't articulate how bad I hate Tar Heel fans and the university and the players and pretty much everyone involved and affiliated uh, with the University of North Carolina. But um, that's pretty much it for for top 10 reasons I hate UNC. Um, it's it's not hard to, um, to see why they're so hateable. Um, UNC fans suck. UNC sucks. And that's pretty much it. So I'm looking forward to Saturday night and hopefully watching Duke ride into the national championship by beating UNC by 20 again. That would, that would really, that would really hype me up. Um, if we lose, no one talk to me pretty much ever again, because I will be inconsolable for at least five to 10 business days. Um, so I'm looking forward to the final four, uh, and we will see what, uh, what Duke has left in them. And, who we think is going to be in the national championship. I, I think I think destiny is calling. I think my Blue Devils might get six, but we will definitely see. Um, but, yeah, pretty much it's, it's the only thing I have to say now is um, go to hell, Carolina.